When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Today's active missing persons case comes to us from Wrightsville, Pennsylvania. But before we get started, I want to make a request from a previous case. There is an organized two-day search for Andy Wagner occurring over this coming weekend. A request has been made for volunteers to help search for Andy in Oakland City, Indiana. Volunteers are asked to be at the New Lake Campground by 8 a.m. on Saturday, August 19th. If you're available to help with that search, please join the Where Is Andy Facebook group and let them know that you'll be in attendance. And now, today's case. 19-year-old Caden Black had been living with a friend back in December of last year. He had a routine of visiting his father's house every Sunday, and he had just spoken with his mother about plans to visit her in Maryland for Christmas. Everything seemed perfectly normal. And then Caden simply vanished without a trace. He had deposited his entire paycheck into his bank account on Friday, and after his last phone ping from in or around his house at 9.28 a.m. on Sunday, no one has seen or heard from him, and his bank account remains untouched. I'm joined today by Caden's mother, Kara Patterson. So funny. Uh, he, he's he's got kind of a dry sense of humor, but he's just he's funny on the spot. He can make up like little sayings or jokes. Caden, uh, you know, I have all these pictures on my phone from the previous Christmas where he took my phone and was just taking selfies with sunglasses on, with like everybody in the family draping over them on the couch and. Like, you know, with my parents, with his siblings, he had a presence when he walked into a room that we miss. You know, he, he came in the house and he never said hi. He'd say, hey, <laughs> um, everybody who knows him, they just say how funny Caden is. Caden is uh, super athletic. He was um, training to become a lightweight boxer and he kept wanting me to go see him fight and I just wouldn't do it because I didn't want to see see if somebody punched my kid in the face right um but I mean he was in high school he was you know captain of the football team he placed states 
in the high jump and in, I want to say like either maybe the two or the 400 meter race. He was like first and second and in, in two of those different things. Uh, he was just super into working out, taking care of himself, eating right. Not that he didn't cheat any junk food because he would, but he was just very much about everybody, you know, should make better, you know, food choices and healthy choices, you know, live your best life type of thing. So he had, he was 19 years old last year and he had had graduated high school. If I understand right, you had, um, you and your ex and his father had split up years ago and you live in Maryland. Dad lived in Pennsylvania. Yes. I moved to, um, I used to live in Pennsylvania, right down the street. His father lived, we lived almost off of the same road. The friend's house, the Faust, who he was staying with, lived in between my old house and his father's house. I was offered a promotion at work and I moved here. Caden was still in high school. uh, So I had to move to Maryland for the position. And we did that and Caden, you know, was living with me then but he did miss pennsylvania he missed his friends in pa and eventually he went back up there in 12th grade to finish school with his dad i mean he came to me he said mom it's not you i i get it you know i i do get it but i didn't want him to move back up there i i just i told him i said you know i just i just don't feel like it's good for you you know there there were some things that he struggled with and nothing big, but it was a small town. Um, it wasn't really diverse and the school he went to things were kind of hard. I felt for him. It was a lot of like second, third, fourth generation would be the quarterback. Even if somebody else was kind of better to be the quarterback, you know, Mm -hmm. this person went to high school with your grandmother and they're the coach. So you're the quarterback type of deal. Yeah. And I didn't feel like he faced the same down here, but he just was insistent on going back to PA. He did. He moved in with his father. They had some disagreements, and he ended up then moving in with the Faust, who he was friends with uh, their son, Ethan. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the Fausts. Okay. But at this point, he was 18. When Caden went missing, he had just turned 19 December 10th. Okay. And went missing December 17th. So was it after high school when he moved in with the Fausts? Yes. Okay. And then what was he? I know he was he was working for like a moving company, right? Yes. He had only worked there for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. He was having a hard time finding a job. And the moving company was close to there. And he was having some issues with his vehicle. So it was you know close to home for him to work there. But I know he didn't like that job. Then we jumped to the that that weekend of December seventeenth. You had spoken to him shortly before. Was it was it that day Thursday. or the, Thursday? Okay. Mm-hmm. And what was that conversation like? Uh, we were talking about Christmas. Uh-huh. He was coming home to my house to spend the night Christmas Eve. We were just kind of talking about those plans. Um, I was telling him, you know, I'm picking. I'm just trying to figure out where everybody's going to sleep because he has a, a sister who's married, and her and her husband were coming for Christmas, and I said, I'll probably stick you in the room with Carter. I said, because Carter has a futon. Carter's his closest brother in age. They're 18 months apart. Uh-huh. And he was kind of like, you know, he said that that was good. I told him I got chip beef because he, one of his favorite things is cream chip beef homemade. 
And I said, yeah, I went to a butcher shop. I got chipped beef. So I said, I guess I'll be up cooking all morning Christmas. And we got off the phone. And that's the last time I ever talked to him. I work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And on Tuesday morning, my phone rang around 8 a.m. And it was Chris Faust asking me, did I know where Caden was? And I was like, I thought he was there. And he said, well, we just realized that no one has seen Caden since Saturday. Was there any indication in that phone call that anything was wrong, anything was bothering him when you talked to him on Thursday? No, but I will say he seemed a little off because when I was talking to him about who was going to be here, his older brother, Jordan, had just moved back home. And when Jordan moved back home, we actually bought him an RV. So we had bought an RV and had a hookup put outside so Jordan could have his own space. And when I said, I said, well, you know, Jordan will be here because he lives here. And he's like, Jordan lives there? And I was like, yeah. I said, Jordan, I said, remember, we just had this conversation. He was at the house maybe a week before. I said, we just had this conversation about us. We had bought him that camper because him and Carter were joking around like, oh, if Jordan's mouthy, Carter had just gotten a pickup truck. Carter's like, I'll just hook his camper up and take him down the road. Like they were joking about that. And they, Caden mm-hmm. came up with a term. He was like, you just got a hook in the book. And they were, Caden was laughing so hard and holding his stomach and they were just dying over this. And it kind of struck me as odd that he forgot all of that. That was, it was just kind of weird. I said, don't you remember you and Carter, you were talking about hook and book that you were just going to hook up Jordan in the camper and take him on down the road. And then he was like, oh yeah, yeah. So I don't know what that was about. I I still think about that. Did he drink at all or? I know he smoked marijuana. I wouldn't think that he would have done anything heavier than that. And I've talked to a lot of people like, did he start? Did he try something? To my knowledge, no one can tell me that he has. I didn't think that when I saw him. Uh, The last time I saw him, what stood out to me was he was he was definitely, you know, he was going to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. And you could definitely tell, I mean, and working at a moving company and lifting stuff, like his shoulders were very broad and he was definitely beefed up. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So let, let's jump into that weekend then. So you don't get the call till Tuesday. And that's when the Fouse realize 
it's kind of you know he's living it sounds like he's living with the whole family there and then maybe that's a day people start talking like wait have you seen Caden? have you and then they realize wait he hasn't been around since saturday yeah so well i mean after they called me we discussed you know uh filing this report um I, I i do think we made some phone calls in there of you know calling dad and when i talked to his dad um his father said I've been trying to get a hold of Caden since uh, since Saturday night. He said, and the messages were left unread. I don't know. It might be, maybe it was Saturday, maybe it was Sunday. I think he saw Caden on Saturday, and Caden told him he was coming over on Sunday to take his dogs out to run. He he had two large dogs, and Caden loved the dogs, and he would go and take the dogs out and run with them because he would say, "Oh, you know, my dad's got dogs, and they need exercise." Yeah, and so my ex-husband said, you know, I I left him messages. Caden had an iPhone, so he said, and they were left unread. Are you saying they were left on read or left unread? Left unread. Unread. So he hadn't opened them. Yeah, he hadn't even opened them. He said he tried to call him. It went to voicemail, and he said he then tried to call Chris Faust. Didn't get a hold of him. So Monday morning, he repeated the same thing trying to get a hold of Caden, sending him more messages. Still, none of the messages had been read. And um, Tuesday morning is when Chris Faust called him back. So there's a little discrepancy in who realized Caden was missing because Caden's father said he was contacting Chris Faust, trying to call and leaving text messages like, where's Caden? He was supposed to come to my house today and that he didn't get a response. So what does what does Chris say about that Sunday? So they say they saw him Saturday. His dad mm-hmm. said he saw him Saturday. Sunday, he's gone. And I think I had read that there was a ping on his phone that seemed to be at or near the Faust house on Sunday at nine twenty eight in the morning. Right. Um, the cell phone ping is interesting. Uh, I'm just going to go on the record and say this. I was told for a long time that. That cell phone ping was within two miles of the Faust home. Mm -hmm. I later found out there was a day Chris called and said, you know, they're searching my house and they have dogs. So I'm not really sure what they're looking for. Uh, They're saying Caden might have had a second cell phone. And my ex-husband called me and told me the same thing. And I said, Caden couldn't even afford his own cell phone. I don't know how he would have had a second cell phone. A month later, because I did talk to the police about it, and they just said that they were doing a more thorough search. A month later, I ended up talking to somebody at the DA's office who was working on the case. He's no longer on the case. He was promoted, and we have someone new. But he did tell me the reason that they did that search was not to look for a second cell phone, but it was to look for Caden's cell phone because they had finally gotten the exact location of the phone by looking into the apps and the apps were connected to Wi-Fi when the phone died and the phone, the Wi-Fi came back as the Faust's uh, Wi-Fi at their house. So at 928, his phone, and, and we're not using cell towers now, there was at 928, no. his phone was connected to the Wi-Fi at that house. At that house. And that's Sunday morning. So if Caden didn't leave Sunday because Chris was up all day and no one saw him Sunday 
and no, and Chris was up since 6 a.m. and no one saw him Monday. Where was the phone? Because the phone was never retrieved. And the dogs that, that went in, I never knew that this could, was possible, but there are dogs that are trained to sniff for electronic devices. Really? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. But I mean, think about, I guess, electronics could be a bomb. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So it probably along those lines. And their house is very well kept. Mm-hmm. Kind of nothing out of place. So, and it's small. So I don't know, like, how, how did that happen? So just to, just to, to clarify this, because um, we talked a little bit off the record, so I want to make sure we get this. From what Chris told you, he woke up, that's, that's his friend's dad. He woke up at about six o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Yes. And came out and never, never saw Caden that day. Correct. We know from Caden's phone that at 928, he was still, or his phone at least, was still there connected. Yep. And then nobody, nobody saw him until after that. Now, you said he had a car that had problems. When, when he, is his car gone as well? No. So when, when they realized, I'm processing all this as 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 we're as we're talking, but I understand. So he's not there from Saturday till Tuesday, correct? And Tuesday is the day they figure out that he's missing. They contact you and ask you if you've seen him, but his car had been there the entire time. His car had been there, and while he was having issues with his car, the car was running. I gave him a full runner. And it was Maryland inspected. So when it went to PA, I guess they found something. Him and Kurt's spouse worked on the forerunner together. But then after they worked on it, the forerunner didn't start. So it had an appointment that following Tuesday, the Tuesday after Chris had called me, they had had an appointment set up for it to go to a service center. Um, in the meantime, Chris was allowing Caden to use his car because they had several vehicles. Mm-hmm. So Caden would use Chris's car to go to work. So I would think the fact that Chris's car was there on Monday should have been the indicator when Caden was supposed to be at work. Right. Because that was one of the first things is, is he was supposed to be to work Monday. He doesn't show up and his work is wondering where he's at now. Mm-hmm. And there's no cars missing. Nope. Okay. That's, yeah, that's super interesting. In the, in the search for him now, we're going on, what's it, eight months now. What were his, his bank records like? I think I had read that he had deposited his check into his account. He did. Um, Chris found in his car, Chris Faust's car, Caden's ID, mm-hmm. paper clip to a deposit slip from the bank on December 16th. And he deposited his whole paycheck with the exception of $5. And I, when I called his phone records, the gym that he would go boxing at with Open Gym, He always had to pay $5 and it was cash. Mm -hmm. And his bank record or his phone record showed he had called the gym on Saturday. And I actually talked to the owner of the gym and he said, yeah, Katie called, but he, it was like 630 when he called and open gym closes at seven. And Caden was like, oh man, I'm not going to be able to make it. So I, my assumption is he kept the $5 to go to the gym. Right. They did subpoena his account, and it hasn't been touched. His bank card hasn't been used. Did he have any other resource, any other money other than that paycheck? I don't believe that he did. 
Um, the police say that his employer has been known to pay some cash and some want a paycheck. Uh-huh. But even if it was, I mean, his paychecks weren't even a lot of money. So he wasn't making a ton of money working there. I mean, I want to say maybe maybe 12 to $15 an hour. Mm-hmm. And he, they didn't get paid for the car rides. They only got paid when they got to a job. And then when they finished, that was, you know, their pay time. So he, so when he disappeared, he had that little bit of money in the bank that hadn't been touched. He's, there's been no phone activity since 928 AM on Sunday. Now, was that, was that ping? Was that him using the phone or was that just someone like calling him or trying to get? It was just that they found that when the phone died, it was connected to their Wi-Fi. Okay. And they were able to figure that out without having the physical phone. Yeah, because they made a clone of his phone with apps, uh-huh. like the apps that he had, and they were able to get those open and unlocked, and they were able to see the last uh, thing that they were connected to and what time those apps all shut down. And it was the exact time that the phone shut down. At 9.28 a.m., he's connected to the Wi-Fi at the house. Did his father, when he talked to him or saw him on Saturday, did he say that if he sensed there was anything wrong or if there was any issues in that conversation no he said that you know it was you know it was a good conversation Caden came down saw the dog and was like yeah i'll be back on sunday so he so he's missing and has essentially no resources five bucks maybe a little bit of cash no phone no car he's left without his now they found his id in the car yeah but is is his wallet been found no. His wallet and his bank card have not been found. And the bank card has not been used? No. no. Did he have any credit cards or anything, or was it just the debit card? Just the debit card. So what has been done in the search efforts? It sounds like the police are at least actively involved in trying to help you find him. They are, and they have been. You know, I've, I've been back and forth with them. They've, they haven't been very happy with me. You know, I wish they would have searched for him right away. I wish they would have brought in dogs day one, day two, to see if there was a scent leaving that house or a cadaver dog to see if there was a hit at that house. In the beginning, I really believed they were going to do a search. Um, When Caden disappeared, it was very cold outside. I mean, very cold. Mm -hmm. I remember this because we actually had like a pipe freeze inside of our house. Um, and that's never happened before. And then after it was very cold, it warmed up and it was unseasonably warm and everything was just muddy. And so the first part of the conversation was they couldn't search right then because of all of the ice outside. You know, when the weather breaks, I believed that they were going to search. And then after the weather broke, it was too wet, it was too muddy. Uh, you know, that whatever scent or trail would have been there it would be gone. Mm-hmm. So there was never a search done with dogs in the beginning. They did bring dogs to the house. They did take dogs to the river at a certain point, but it was never done right away. Do you know how long it was before they did that? Probably three to four weeks. I can't honestly say that I remember exactly. But a little bit of time had passed before they it had been some time. 
Did they take dogs to the house other than the self? Like, did they take cadaver dogs ever to the house or any kind of search dogs I to the house? I don't believe a cadaver dog has ever gone to the house. I do know the dogs that I know of that went to the house was the, was when they were looking for the cell phone. If they searched bodies of water or searched anything, anything like that? So they did do a search on the banks of a river. Um, they did do a drone search. That area is so rural, uh, so much farmland, so many trees. Um, I was kind of skeptical about the drone search, but with that time of year, there weren't leaves on most of the trees. Mm-hmm. So they did do a lot of stuff where they had other agencies who were doing training exercises, like with the drone team. So they used Caden's case to do those training exercises and, and were able to get more, I guess, more searching done through, you know, with the drones. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know a psychic recently contacted my ex-husband and I, I believe she, her son maybe played basketball with Caden when he was younger. And um, she had a horrific story that she told him that Caden was killed. He was dismembered. His body was put in the river. And she was saying that he's come to her in her dreams and that uh, this is this area on this map. And I, he called me, he was so upset and he was like, you, you know, you're right. You're right. Because I told him before that I don't think Caden's alive. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> and he's been saying, I don't have that feeling. I don't have that feeling. He's going to turn up. <laughs> and I'm like, why would he do this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Him and his brother Carter are 18 months apart. They are so close. They were on the phone every day. I mean, several times a day, like this, FaceTime, you know, always FaceTiming each other, talking to each other. Like, if if he was mad at me for some unknown reason, if he was mad at his father for some unknown reason, why would he do that to Carter? Like, it doesn't make sense. It just and, and if if he was just going to disappear, wouldn't he take his stuff, or wouldn't he wait until his car was fixed, or wouldn't he take his money out of the bank? But this going off of this psychic lead and what she said and where his body was supposed to be stuck, um, I didn't really believe it. I, I know that river a little bit. We when we lived up there, we had a boat, and I I think that someone who doesn't know the river doesn't understand the dam system. But the dams don't float over. They float under. Mm-hmm. They have like turbines down in there. So you can't really go in your boat and go over the dam. So yeah. I don't know how a body would go over the dam. And it would have had to go over two dams. And the area where she said he was put in the water is very shallow. 
it's so, so shallow. You could probably kind of walk across the river there. You can't boat there. And uh, the police actually had knew a diving school and had the diving school go there and do a diving search just last week where this lady said, and this was just a, somebody who was a psychic. So they are, you know, so they did do that. I feel like they're, they're kind of doing anything at this point. In the one of the articles I was just reading, it sounded like I think it was from last month, but the police definitely sounded they sounded almost desperate. In fact, I think in the article it said, you know, they're not they're not asking anymore at this point. They're begging anyone to come forward with any information because they they just they're baffled. Have there been any other than the psychic? Have there been any tips, any leads, anyone that has given any information that gives any indication of what happened? Nothing. There have been some false sightings, and they've definitely been just false sightings. The, the police have gotten information back pretty quickly. Two weeks ago, somebody thought they saw him in Philadelphia. The guy looked literally nothing like Hayden. There's it's nothing. And I, that's what the chief said. He said, you know, when we did this press conference, he felt like we were just going to be inundated with all these leads. He said there was nothing. I read, too, that they said that. I guess they didn't come out and say they don't suspect foul play, but they said they have nothing indicating to them there's foul play. Do you know, have they looked in, uh, have they, have they per- pursued this investigation with the idea that, that, that it could be foul play? Yeah. I mean, they've definitely questioned some people that Caden worked with several times. And I know that Chris Faust has been very cooperative. And they've spoke with him and they've done several searches on the house. I think the first two searches were Chris saying kind of come in and, and see his room and they just checked his room. Later, they, they did search the, uh, do a full search of the house. Then they did the search for the cell phone of the house. So, I mean, my conversation with Chief Thomas just a few days ago was he kind of believes that something had to have happened to him, too, was my take on it. You know, he said, I, I, you know, I don't know if he got hit. He went out for a run because Caden did do that. It drove me crazy. He, if he couldn't sleep or if he, you know, was feeling antsy, he would just go out and run. Like he would jog. Caden rode his bike one day, 53 miles just to do it, but he would go run and he would do it at night. So, you know, if he went out on a Saturday night with somebody out drinking and driving, they hit him. Chief said, you know, throw him in the back of their truck and took home and took him out into the woods somewhere. I thought of that immediately when Caden was missing. That was one of the first things that I thought of because I've never had that concern with any of my other children. None of my other kids just leave and go out for a run and don't say, hey, I'm leaving and going for a run. And I would say, Caden, like something is going to happen to you. Like you can't just leave and go out running and no one knows where you are. And he did it here. He called me at three o'clock in the morning one time and was like, Hey mom, I went for a run. Can you come pick me up? I mean, I'm in bed and I have to work the next morning. And I'm like, you're not in your room asleep. I'm like, you just can't do that. But when he would do that, if we would, when we would do that, I would assume that he would, ha- he would take his phone with him. If for no other reason to listen to music or something while he's out running. Yeah. That would, it would seem to me that that would be odd that if it would, ha- if he had taken off and gone for a run or something that, his phone, take his phone would have been connected to the Wi-Fi the next morning. What is yeah. what has, if anything, his friend because he was because it was his friend Ethan is there kind of the reason how he why he was living in that house. 
Did Ethan mm-hmm. or 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 Chris Faust or any of those people say that they had any indication that anything was wrong, that he may be leaving or anything like that? No, they said that he seemed different since he had started working at the moving company. Chris Faust said, I think he's smoking weed. I feel like Caden has always kind of smoked weed on and off. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't personally smoke weed. Yeah, I tried it in high school. doesn't do a thing for me, but um, I I don't know that I see it as a big deal. I I think it's maybe even legal now in Maryland. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. (sighs) So what is being done now? And is there anything that our listeners, you know, we haven't talked a whole lot about our, you know, kind of our model is it's a crowdsourcing model. We have people all over the country that are, and we're doing these cases for, you know, people that are maybe local to the area that might be able to help. Is there, are there any searches being organized where you might need volunteers or what, what can people do to help right now? I would say just keep sharing his picture and keep his picture fresh. The problem with doing a search on foot was what I learned in the beginning because that's what I wanted. I wanted a search. I had all these people saying they would come and search because it's so rural and there's so much land and there's so many different people owning property. They're afraid, you know, I mean, a lot of people have guns. Um, yeah. If, yeah. So they, the police were like, you know, we could really be creating a mess if, you know, somebody comes out and they see somebody walking in their woods or they see, mm-hmm. you know, somebody in a field. So, at this point, um, I am going to offer a reward. Okay. Um, I'm going to put this on Facebook today, but I'm offering a $5,000 reward for the person who ha- for someone who has a tip that leads to where Caden is, good or bad. But it can't be an anonymous tip because in order to get the money, they're going to have to call Lower Windsor Police and they're going to have to give the tip. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that that can generate something. I wanted to do this for a while. I've had the money to do this. But in the beginning, when Caden went missing, I was actually getting um, people. I had put my phone number out there and I was getting uh, text messages and phone calls for ransom. I don't believe from this country. You know, they come at like two, three in the morning. I have your son. I'm going to kill him if you don't send me $10,000. Uh, I did turn it all over to the police. They were all Google-generated phone numbers, so nothing yeah. could be found. So the center for um, the National Center for Missing Children has wanted me to wait on doing this reward. Uh, but uh, the detective I recently spoke with at the DA's office said now would probably be a good time to do it. Okay. And to some of the people in that area, people who worked at that moving company, I mean, if they know something, maybe it, it could be motivating. Okay, well, make sure you get all of that information to me before Sunday, because I'll put that out. And one thing that our listeners can do for sure is to share that far and wide all around, particularly anybody that lives in that area uh, in Pennsylvania, that the reward is out there for $5,000. And their contact would still be through the Lower Windsor Police Department. Okay. I don't know, maybe because you have experience. I mean, is there a chance he has amnesia and he doesn't know? Does that ever happen? Is that a real thing? I don't know. I mean, it is a real thing. I, but I don't know. You know, there's. It would seem like. I don't know. It would seem to me like there someone would have seen him. Someone would see. You know, someone with amnesia wandering into their house or wandering somewhere would be like, "I found this person." I have so many different theories on things that could have happened. 
like what if what if he smoked weed uh went to somebody's house got it that night smoked it and it was laced with something say fentanyl say meth something and he responded crazy to it and he's a strong kid he's a fighter and he got beat up and taken and dropped off somewhere i mean is that crazy i mean this is all i do no i don't i don't think it is and i don't know how like like that's all i would be doing care honestly is is just trying to think of every possible scenario because for what i've seen you what you've said to me what i've seen you quoted is the exact way i I feel about this is this is in insane people don't just vanish they don't just disappear right somebody knows something somebody does there is at least one person that knows something i just know it there has to be if he did leave on his own he didn't walk forever somebody picked him up somewhere mm-hmm. right if somebody did something to him they know they did something to him if somebody hit him with a car they know they hit it like somebody knows there is at least one person who knows what happens to my son Truth and Justice is an NBI Studios production. All music for the show is created and composed by Shane Yoder at PutThemInASong.com. The font you see on all of our logos and banners were created by Tate Krupa of Red Swan Graphic Design. Katie Ross of CreatedInTandem.com designed, created, manages, and maintains our website, Truth and Justice Pod, where you can view all photos and documents discussed in every episode. Thank you to our volunteer transcription team, Pamela Westby, Kathy McElhaney, Courtney Wimberly, Erica Cantor, Melissa Cardenas, Kaywood Yomnick, and Danielle Rohr. And as always, thank you to all of you for your engagement and your support. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that in a number of ways. The number one way for you to support our work is to become a patron at patreon.com slash truthandjustice. If you join our Patreon, not only will you be financially supporting our work, but you'll also get something for your pledge. For just $5 per month, you'll get all episodes ad-free and also a video version of the Friday follow-ups that include an hour-long pre-show chat exclusive to our patrons. Other levels will get you a Truth and Justice Army t-shirt, Truth and Justice hats, and even the opportunity to co-host a Friday follow-up episode. Just go to patreon.com slash truthandjustice to sign up. You can also help us out by going to iTunes and leaving us a five-star rating and review. It doesn't cost you a penny, and it goes a long way towards making the show more visible. If you have a case that you'd like us to consider covering, you can submit your cases on our website, truthandjusticepod.com. Just click on the case submission button and fill out the form. And the most important thing that you can do is engage in our investigations. You can keep in touch with us through our email at theories at truthandjusticepod.com. You can like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram, or join in on the conversation on the Truth and Justice Podcast fans page. For all of you tweeters out there, you can connect with us on Twitter at TruthJusticePod, and I can be found on social media at BobRuffTruth. However you do it, stay engaged, stay in touch. But as for now, I'm signing off. I'm Bob Ruff, and this has been Truth and Justice. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.